Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of Seeking Witchcraft. It is me, Ashley, and I have been lucky enough to have both Arlie and Sassafras join me for this episode as well. So say hi, guys. Hello. Hi, guys. Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> um, given the time of this episode, it is practically Samhain. So happy Halloween. Yay. Yay. We're going to talk about some topics regarding really the witchy aesthetic and the witchy lifestyle. Um, and maybe maybe talk a little about, bit about Samhain too. Um, but given the fact that you can literally buy a Triple Moon Pentacle at Hot Topic or Spencer's or possibly even Walmart, we're going to talk about some things like that. So <laughs> um, first thing first... I think what we're going to start with is what it's like with life in the broom closet. So I'll talk about myself. I am in the broom closet, which is kind of, I don't know, might be coming as a surprise considering I have a whole ass podcast, (laughs) a whole ass podcast, and I am initiated into a coven, but I am somewhat in the broom closet. I do have coworkers who know, um, I do have friends who know, but I don't tell my family. And the reason for that is I did mention I did grow up very Catholic and I had family members who went to Catholic schools and Catholic universities and things of that nature. Um, and as much as I would like to tell them about my witchy life per se, I've kind of filed it under the things they don't really need to know. Like my family doesn't need to know who I'd be making out with on the weekends, you know, <laughs> like they don't need to know who I'm worshiping alone at home. I kind of, I don't know, I kind of just put it together. Like, they don't really need to know what I'm doing. Um, This is my personal spiritual journey. It's about my spiritual growth. I found what makes me happy, and I don't know, I don't need to share that with them, I suppose. Um, I will say, though, sometimes it does suck because, you know, when I was having my initiation coming up, I really did want to tell, you know, my family what was going on in my life because they would call me like, oh, how are you? Like, what's going on? What's new? And I'd be like, oh, nothing. It's fine. I'm totally fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have like an initiation pending. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm partially out with the people around me, but I'm not out with my family and I don't plan to come out to them, but I kind of don't really mind it. It'd be nice, but eh, yeah. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm pretty much like I'm out. Like all my friends know. Um, Say who you are. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is Arlie. Hello. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I've been out for a long time. Um, I think I wore my first pentacle when I was like twelve. I think. However, we, What's there's a pentacle versus a pentagram. Oh my! Thank you for asking, Ashley. <laughs> a pentagram You're is welcome. the star. <laughs> A pentacle is the star in a circle. And I absolutely will judge you if you get it wrong. I'm kidding. Um, no, I... I, I, I <laughs> um, and I understand that, you know, people use it interchangeably and they're like, it's just, a, it's just a word. It's just a star in a circle. And I'm like, well, if you do certain types of rituals and ceremonial magic, it's incredibly important that one is encircled and one is not. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so I, I began wearing a pentacle, I believe at uh, 12. I actually got it at Atlantic Bookstore. Um edgy. Yeah, I was... Uh, but there's definitely aspects of my life um, where I would prefer not to say it on my own. 
um like work um for instance it's i don't work for a christian company per se it's not legally a christian company but it's a family it's based off of a family business and they are incredibly christian which i have nothing against christians um they used to do you know prayer circles in the morning <clears throat> but i used to have a friend that worked with me actually my best friend who used to work with me um you know who you are um and it kind of got out that he and i were witches and thankfully it was told to or talked about with um someone at work that i was pretty close with and she's not very judgmental but there were definitely a few people after hearing that um that treated me a little bit different because of it so i'm like i don't really think that religion in most workplaces regardless of your religion should it sh- it shouldn't even be a topic in the workplace um and also i what year was it 2016 and a little bit of 2017 i where i was living at the time we had neighbors that were relatively close to our house long story short i had a Samhain ritual um on our property with one of the local groups that we have in our area and not a not a coven you know not a tradition just you know just locals meeting up and we we did an ohm in the beginning of the ritual and the neighbors heard this and they were absolutely convinced that we were doing some shady satanic stuff and literally the the rumor going around my my town that i was in my hometown was that my roommate and i were devil worshipers we were i think it began um as the we were called the witchers the witchers the witches of insert city name here and then it evolved into um the sisterhood of satan and i'm not making this up that had not come from us yeah (laughs) it was a sisterhood of satan and i'm like yeah i'm just like okay well i got a freaking promotion apparently that sounds like a good like lifetime movie (laughs) oh my god it but she from there she looked at every opportunity because she was very christian she was very judgy and she was just a terrible person to be honest um and she literally would just find any excuse to just give us shit um she called the cops on us once because we were hanging out outside i mean it was crazy so that definitely woke that woke me up a little bit to people who do choose to remain in the broom closet for these reasons people have lost jobs they've gotten divorced you know they've they've had their kids taken away even nowadays the the local group that i run on facebook it's not just private it is secret um because not everyone is out um so yeah that that's kind of me even though i have you know witchy tattoos and i wear witchy necklaces um yeah there's definitely appropriate times to be in the broom closet so yeah and i know you lucked out with having a pagan roommate Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that is something that uh, people, you know, can struggle with too. I mean, I'm sure you can be denied an apartment or renting because of your practices. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a thing. <laughs> so then it asks the question too, like if you're looking for a roommate, do you seek out one who's pagan? Do you tell people that you practice this? Like, is it even really their business to know? Well, yeah. What's your life like? Well, I, I, <clears throat> this is Sassafras, um, and I do not outwardly show any aspect of my religious experience at all. Um, I have a bunch of tattoos. Uh, I, they are placed in areas where, for the most part, you're not going to notice them at all. Um, the other day at work, someone noticed um, I have a tattoo that goes up my back, and it comes up to my neck. And if I'm not wearing the right collared shirt, you can see an aspect of it. But luckily, they're private enough and they recognize that i'm a private sort of person um they're like is that a tattoo and i'm like oh so you've seen it and they say hmm 
And they just leave it at that. They don't ask me any details about it. They don't ask me what it means, nothing like that. Um, I got my flu shot at my at my job, and the uh, pharmacist that was there looked at it, and it's it's got a, a Theban script on it, which is a it's 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 an alphabet which which hides what it is. It's just a cipher. It's English written with a different alphabet. And he asked me what it was, and I'm like, oh, well, it's written in a cipher. And he's like, huh? He's like, well, what language is it? And I'm like, well, it's English. Um, <laughs> It, but he didn't ask me what it – well, he he said, so what does it mean? And I'm like, well, it's written in this way to obscure what it means. And I just left it to that. I'd so. have to kill you if you knew. <laughs> it's, 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 he's like, huh, I'll have to look that up. And it's like, well, hey, good on you. And, yeah, do your research. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't really display it. I don't – I mean while I may be wearing a uh, pentacle, I don't have it outside my clothes necessarily. Um, there have been times where I wish I had because I'll see someone else wearing one. And I'll want them to not necessarily feel alone. In our area, it's so, so, so easy to feel completely isolated if you have even sympathies in this direction. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, what, what like flashing a badge? I mean, that's not the way it should be, but kind of. I mean, to a point, it's like, well... You in the club. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And then you kind of open the conversation with, well... I see. I see. You have that pendant. <laughs> uh, what does that mean to you? I think I'll just be like, "Hey, nice necklace," and just leave it at that. Kind of like a nod, like, "Hey, I see you." Right. <laughs> I, I like your shirt. <laughs> yeah, but I've um, done that too. Yeah, I I'll see people out, and I'll be like, "Ah, nice shirt." And then if they like don't say anything, be like, "So it doesn't mean anything." And I'll be like, mm, "Yeah," and I'll be like, "Yeah, I know. I'm in the club too. It's fine." <laughs> Well, and that kind of goes into, well, this has become more and more common just to see out and about and around. The witchy aesthetic. And yeah. and there are a lot of, I mean, a lot of folks have a lot of different opinions on that. I think in a lot of ways, this has made it easier to be in the closet because you don't have to be a thousand percent, you know, you don't, you don't have to kiss. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> say kiss the cross. That's it. I mean, it, it depends. When, whenever a religious minority is in a society... Uh, where they're not the religious majority, there's always some sort of blending in that a person may have to choose to do. And it may suit you to it. You are not less of a witch. You are not less of a pagan. You are not less of a heathen. If you do not wear it on your arm, you know, on an armband, you don't have to do that. This doesn't necessarily go just with like religion. This also involves just regular witchcraft as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because a person is going to see, even if it's just some small thing that you're doing, it's like, oh, it's a luck spell because I've been unlucky lately. If there's some aspect that shows there, a person's going to make all kinds of assumptions about you. And that's that's one of the problems. It's one of the uh, problems in the society. But anyway, so when people are out and about and they have, you know, you'll see people just walking around on, you know, on Halloween. Everyone's got a witchy hat on. It doesn't matter, you know. Everyone's a witch on Halloween. Like at, yeah. <laughs> at your work, it's like you know everybody's got a witch hat on at work, and it's like, well, how about that? Wouldn't have ex- this wouldn't have happened twenty years ago, that's for sure. No, um, there, I, and this might be me personally. I think I am more excited when I see older people. It doesn't even have to be older people. When I see a practicing witch, whether or not I know it. 
um, before I see them or yeah, witch star, that's a whole thing. But, um, for instance, a really good example, um, a lot of gardenarians that I've met, um, just there's, they have no aesthetic. They, none. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I remember when we were, um, it was either with, with you or someone else in the coven, um, when we were interviewing them. I, I started feeling some kind of way. I, I was very naive in thinking that, you know, every witch had a witchy aesthetic. And oh, we'll I get. Have, to, I have a witchy aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, my opinions on that aside, which we might get to, um, you know, when we were. We have someone in our coven who, with her aesthetic, I would never think that she was into witch stuff. And it's great. And I love that. Um, because I, to me, and I'm not saying you're less genuine of a witch if you're not broadcasting it all the time, but. It says it speaks in a certain way to me personally. So when we were interviewing her, I'm like, wow. And it made me think about my image. And I remember. Oh, yeah, this was. um, Yeah, this is for someone else in the coven. Um, I remember for one of our first outer court meetings, I was like, guys, you know, I'm just gonna let you know right now, not every high priestess and not every witch has drawn on eyebrows and, you know, this like post goth aesthetic, you know, not everyone is like me. And, you know, you, you guys were cool. And you're like, oh, it's cool. We like that anyway. And I'm like, okay, because there's a lot of witches that just are plain Jane, you know, t shirt and jeans and, you know, no makeup and whatever. And they're very low key. And I love that because, like, oh my God, that person is witchy as hell. You know, <laughs> when we went to witch camp, um, I remember there was this one woman there who was dressed so modestly. Yes. Like, like it was yeah. as if she was, like, I don't know, like, Mormon or something. Amish or something. Like, yeah. Amish or something. Yeah. And I remember I was like, I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. Like, I just wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And I, and the witchy aesthetic um, in... <laughs> And this is kind of referencing the whole, you know, hashtag, you know, witches of Instagram and whatnot. My only, and I don't have anything against, per se, like, the witchy aesthetic, because, like, I realized one day that I was a walking um, contradiction, because I had this whole rant one day about the witchy aesthetic, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, son of a bitch. (laughs) I'm like, I had a a dress that has pentacles all over it, and I have, yeah, it's, I'm like, I am a walking contradiction. But that being said, um, the the one thing that may, like, grinds my witch gears is, like, if I see someone, you know, who, because as Sassafras had mentioned, you know, where we're from, there's not a big uh, pagan community, which I'm working on, but... You know, I'll see someone that have like pentacles or they'll have the tattoos or they'll have some kind of witchy or occult reference adorned on them somehow. And I get really excited. I'm like, oh my God, there's another witch or another magician or another occultist in my community. Let's talk. Let's have tea. Let's do magic. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just, they, they've never done anything like that. You know, they don't they don't care about doing spells or doing magic or looking into any, any occult thing they they just like the image and i'm like well okay that's cool and all you do you boo but at the same time you kind of you look as if you're broadcasting that you're a witch or you're an occultist of sorts or you're spiritual in some kind of way and that makes us really excited because there's not a lot of us where we're from so okay so i just want to let you guys know that arlie and i have differing opinions on this we (laughs) We definitely do. do i love the witchy aesthetic and i am so happy and so excited that it is so publicly out there because people are wearing things i mean i have absolutely run into people who are wearing i I remember i was with allison who was on one of the previous podcasts and her and i walked into like some organic grocery store and our cashier had these gigantic pentacle earrings and they were gorgeous and i actually didn't notice them allison noticed them and she was like actually look like whispering and i was like oh my gosh so 
we finished our transaction, I was like, oh, you know, I love your earrings. You know, do you practice? Because I kind of assumed, you know, wearing those earrings, like she was going to practice. Um, and she was like, oh, no, I I'm, I don't like I've never really gotten into it. But like, I really just like the, you know, the way the earrings look. And I was like, oh, OK, that's no that's problem. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, to Arlie's point, she might say, well, you know, this kind of goes with her thing with like, well, you know, they're wearing it and like they don't actually really know what they're wearing, essentially. And they're not really into this. But I think it's great because one, I can, you know, buy a freaking triple moon necklace at Hot Topic if I, if I, if I need to, if I don't, if I don't feel like waiting for Amazon Prime to, you know, deliver me one or Walmart or, Walmart or Spencer's or Spirit Halloween or <laughs> any of the above or Kroger. I don't know. Just any, anything. You just know all the places. All, well, <laughs> I saw people posting about witchy Halloween pillows on Kroger, which we don't have out here and I want one. Anyway, I love it because it it's opening people up to the witchy world. And even if they're not exactly practicing, there's some part of them that's being drawn to the symbol. I mean, you don't just wake up one day and be like, I think a pentacle is my favorite shape. You know, <laughs> like there's a reason why you like that. And even if in the moment you're not completely like practicing or you haven't even cracked open a book or even really Googled what's witchcraft, what's Wicca, you're still open to it. So when you do meet those people who are involved in the craft, you know, they're not going to burn you. <laughs> like they're going to be fine um, meeting you and they might actually be interested. They might be wearing those things because they want somebody to come up and talk yeah. to them a little bit more about it. So I think it's great. I love that I can buy my shit anywhere <laughs> pretty much nowadays. And you know, I'll give you guys a perfect example too. So it is October. It's, you know, Halloween season. And I saw these really cool banners at Spirit Halloween that you can buy right now that say, which is welcome. And they have a triple moon pentacle <laughs> on them. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really, really want these. But like, do I really want to put this outside of my house? Because it's very freaking blatant. Um, but then I was like, huh, it's Halloween, so I can put this out. And I put them out, and it's funny because my neighbor actually saw me doing it. He was like, oh, are you having a Halloween party? And I was like, oh, yeah, actually, I am. <laughs> but I, I actually am having a Halloween party, so it kind of worked out. But then even then, I still felt kind of self-conscious about it because I felt like I had to get a bunch of other Halloween decorations, so it wasn't so obvious that I was out as a witch. But then I have to consider, like, to me, they, those symbols have a meaning to me. Like, they actually, you know, I know what they mean. I know what they represent. But to other people, such as the, the you know, the cashier I had wearing the pentacle earrings, she didn't care about wearing them because there was really no meaning to her. So, I, I don't know. Sometimes I get nervous with wearing craft jewelry out in a public setting. But then I realize a lot of people don't even know what these symbols really mean. And I'll give you one other example before I pass you to Sassafras because I'm sure he wants to say something on this topic as well. Um, you know, so my, my family, as I mentioned, they don't know about you know, that I'm involved in this. And my, I have Ouija board stuff all over my house, like pillows and yes. decor. <laughs> and my mom came to visit and I had it everywhere. And I immediately was like, oh, mom, do you like my Halloween pillows? And I said <laughs> it very quickly. And she was like, yeah, I guess. And I realized my mother doesn't even know what a Ouija board is. She doesn't even know what a pentacle is. She has no idea what any of these symbols are. So I could probably go out wearing a full ass outfit and she wouldn't even think twice about it. So... I love the witchy aesthetic. I think it's great. Arlie and I have totally different opinions on it, but <laughs> I'm totally for it. Uh, maybe it's just me. It's, it's, this is, uh, perhaps I have not seen enough marketing of this sort of thing to men. Uh, it's possible yeah, that this is a yeah. slightly different experience. Um, uh, what I've noticed about guys that do we can talk about that, how where, are men. 
Mm. Oh yes, I'm a witch. I'm not anything You're but. Not a warlock. Like, I'm not. I'm not a warlock. You're a wizard I'm, Harry. I'm not a wizard Harry. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> but uh, guys, uh, so people will wear sigils. People will wear. What's a sigil. Okay, so mm, the Goetia. Um, so <laughs> there are a number. Okay, so if you see a very un. Mm, we don't have to talk about sigils. It's within this, okay, it's within this aesthetic. It's a very interesting looking symbol that is not a, you know, necessarily a... Focused energy into a unique symbol. And they're all different. Purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really wild, wild oh, ass you know symbol. I, but... I can explain a sigil really, really quick. There she is. So listen, sigils are pretty much like, I would Google it. I'm going to talk about it on a future episode, so I'm not going to get super into it, but pretty much sigils are symbols that mean something, and they represent something, and they have some sort of power with them. And when I first learned about sigils, I was like, "Eh, I don't really believe that, blah, blah, blah. And then the person giving the workshop was like, well, have you ever looked at a brand logo and thought about something? And then he showed the freaking Mickey Mouse ears, and he was like, this is a sigil. And I was like, shit. (laughs) They do work. They do have powers. Brands are sigils. Anyway. Sorry. So, someone's mind just went. Yeah. Uh, my mind went. How do you yeah. see from that? Um, so, <laughs> what you to, to get back to right, Which so you'll see that? you'll see elements from uh, grimoires that they will often have a catalog of. Uh, there's a particular catalog in the grimoires of spirits, and all of them have these sigils. And you'll see someone wearing a medallion of that, someone with a tattoo of one of these things. And you really, I really wonder if they know what that is, if they know that by having that, they are, in essence, sharing some aspect of themselves with this particular spirit. And, like, you know, my my, my occult senses, my supernatural uh, senses are, are tingling, and I'm just kind of like, I, on one hand, I don't want to, you know, barge in their privacy and say, you don't know what the hell's on your arm, but on the other hand, I'm kind of a little bit, concerned because it's like do you know what this is are you sure that you want that in your life it depends i mean a lot of people have a lot of complicated views on this stuff so but anyway that's that's something that i never expected i would bump into you know on my uh on my my various journeys throughout my day seeing someone with one of those and then all of a sudden i'm thinking about oh god do they know what that spirit is hmm. Hmm. it's a uh, yeah we'll find out a little complicated perhaps um, so I did want to touch upon this. So I did an interview recently with um, another podcast, which I will post an episode talking a little bit more about that once they have their uh, information out. Um, and one of the interviewers was a man. And we did talk briefly about men and witchcraft. Because it's, you know, when people think of witches, they instantly think of women. They don't necessarily think of men. Um but there are absolutely men in witchcraft. Yep. <laughs> uh, what do you oh think God. about the term witch for a man or versus wizard or warlock? Or- well, I mean, so many people would like dive into the etymology of, you know, what where this word comes from and the the, the wiki and they'll they'll say oh no it's saxon oh no it's 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 anglo it's a different dialect. No, I I don't a person can play with words and with names and with, you know, various aspects of that as much as they want to. The linguistic side isn't so interesting to me. Um, for me, in my particular tradition, the term is witch. Uh, for me, that's that's really as complicated as it needs to get. Um, I wouldn't want to be seen as something I'm not. And luckily, within my tradition, this is what I am. So I, I get to wear that. Um, if the term for it was warlock, if it was something like that, because I'm I'm 
in this, that's the, the it kind of goes back to the titles thing um, of, you know, what do you wear outwardly? Uh, what, what do you have? It's not like it's in front of your name, witch MD. No, no. Um, <laughs> have you come across a lot of male witches? Uh, I think that it varies. Uh, I've, I have some experience with different traditions. I have some experience with, um, you know, neo-pagans, with, um, uh, people who, who follow a more, um, uh, 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 reconstructionist perspective and some heathens and things like that. I would say this particular aspect appeals to everybody. I would say that it's, it's not necessarily a 50, 50, but I think that in a lot of ways, certain types of people are more public about it. Like if you posted a meetup or something like that, would you get more women than men? I mean, it, it varies, but it's, it's all up to an individual's self-confidence and putting themselves out there. Meeting with other people that are interested in this stuff is not easy. Talking about it with other people is not easy. Um, you would think because of the popular witchy aesthetic, but no. <laughs> well, Especially if you're a guy. Because all the witchy aesthetic, like, if you want to buy anything at the store that, like, a t-shirt that talks about witches, it's going to be in the women's section. Yeah. It's not going to be in the men's section. It's going to be necklaces aimed for women. So... Well, luckily, if you listen to certain types of music, you can still kind of tap into some of the symbols there. At, well, no. Well, a it, lot of, like, really, really heavy, like, um, there's a lot of, like, pagan bands that are, like, super hardcore heavy metal type with, like, names I can't even pronounce. <laughs> well, that's folk metal. I'm not going to get into a folk metal discussion right now because, oh, my God, they're playing today. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's kind of one of those things, like, where to a point it kind of gets mixed in well like uh, the uh, the show on uh, Netflix Sabrina the Teenage Witch for them they go with a witchcraft as satanism angle or, or rather a specific type perhaps they kind of go with that and so i mean that kind of shows that in the popular culture those connections get made and indeed you know historically you can see where it's literally branded that way by all of these books from the 1500s but I feel like I'm getting way the hell off topic here. As a guy, I don't know. I mean, I listen. I listen to death metal anyway. So, like having shirts with like that stuff on it. I, I mean, if I was gonna wear one of those shirts, I, actually, I don't know. I got nothing. Um, I just thinking about it because I I didn't actually stop to consider that. I understand that, um, and I could recognize that it's more females that are drawn to. Um, witchcraft, as it were. But I'm thinking about it, and I, I personally, I find myself hanging out with more, um, m- more guys than women um, for no specific reason. I just get along better with them. Um, Sorry, but I've also, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. We have like a, I just heat myself out of the room. <laughs> a coven full of women. Here I am, but no, women are great. But I, uh, I've noticed that a lot of my male friends who um, identify with some, uh, you know, occult path or identity or practice I'll, i've noticed that there are out of the out of the male friends that i have who are doing some witchy thing um i would say 50 50 half of those are more it's, they're either like like wiccan or the other half would be um they i say i have a lot of magician male friends um ceremonial yes uh um, a lot of chaos magicians and a lot of chaos practitioners. Um, tradition I forgot, I didn't mention actually. Yeah, well, ca- um, chaos magic um, oh, chaotic. is chaotic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've noticed a lot of, and I maybe it's maybe they feel. I, I can't really explain why. I can't speak for them, but I have noticed that with me personally. A lot of the male occultists or spiritual folk, as it were, um, it's right on the middle. It's either Wicca or it is you know this obscure occult ceremonial chaos thing. So. 
it's not so obscure. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> it's it's a, the Solomonic community. These things these things are are gaining more prominence, more recognition. Yeah. Um. But if you're and you know if if you're in the know, you've been paying attention to these things for a while. Uh, the first things that I got into were grimoires, and Solomonic grimoires, and what are and grimoires? just. A grimoire is a, I mean, the, the, I think the word just means grammar. It's, just, it's a collection. It's a book. It's an occult book, and often it's old, uh, but that's kind of the term. Is, it gains a level of antiquity to it, um, but it's, it, it's, it's a book of spells, and they often will have it's, – it's interesting, and the history of it is fascinating, um, kind of outside of the realm of this topic. But, you know, old, if you think about the old books – where in it's not just in the world of fantasy and the world of fiction these books did exist people did do this stuff um where can you find one well frankly i mean you can just you can just go on on google and uh <laughs> there's a number of different uh Amazon. uh joseph peterson has had this stuff up for decades and decades that's where i first got my information before i knew who he was um, there are books on Amazon where you can literally find a book written upon the topic of uh, the Solomonic grimoires and a bunch of really fascinating characters and uh, people compose those things. And I'm so glad that actually that's getting more mainstream play because it's not – these are not necessarily – it's neat to see the genre of book expand past where historically it has, where it's not just the super specialty uh, booksellers, book – publication houses that are doing one or two and they cost a billion dollars um you know special edition of this book written in you know 1517 or what have you but uh it, it's neat that it's not just a niche anymore um in any direction so getting kind of back to what we had originally talked about um we we kind of skipped on the over this part um but <laughs> actually let's see yeah, we kind of skipped over this part. Uh, using craft names kind of ties into the anonymity of being a witch. So I have a craft name, but I'm not going to tell you guys what it is because <laughs> that's part of being a witch. Um, what do you guys think about craft names? Does everybody need a craft name? Um, a craft name is useful. And it right, if you say, are, does everyone need one? The answer is no. No. They, you don't. Um if you are going to tie yourself to a name in that sort, and actually the selection of a craft name is a very personal one, but you would never want to say your mundane name right next to your craft name because that kind of gets rid of the anonymity aspect. You've given someone the key to your particular puzzle. Um, you'll notice that Orly and I have not outwardly said our first names or what have you. Ash- you mean Sassafras isn't your real name? Well, <laughs> I mean, it is. Mom was a hippie, and... <laughs> Um, so I guess, oh God, I could go on and on about craft names. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, for time's sake. So in the aspect of the anonymity for craft names and in relevance to, um, people who are sold in the broom closet or utilize aspects of being in the broom closet for parts of their lives. Um, so if you, for instance, um, I, I'm not going to use my, my quote unquote mundane name. In this podcast, because in this podcast, I, I'm, I'm here because it is a witchy podcast and it is all about that topic. And Arlie is the, you know, the, 
the aspect of my life that pertains to this. Um, my mundane name, you know, I, I, it goes back into also magical identity. You know, um, there is a previous episode where I went into how you can kind of trigger yourself to go into a magical or witchy mindset by certain things, you know, incense, practices, etc., etc. So when I need to, you know, shed my mundane skin of working 40 plus hours a week, you know, driving to coven meetings um, and all this, the life stuff, um, and I had to go from that person and become Arlie for my coven, you know, having that name, there's a lot of power in names. So becoming Arlie is me saying, okay, world, you know, screw off for a second. I had to do witch stuff, so I'm Arlie right now. Um, and also, if you don't want, you know, if you want to go into a community that is not face-to-face, like podcasts or forums, and you can use a craft name, and, and whether, you know, how serious you take it, depending on why you have the name, it can you can retain the anonymity. You know, you won't know that Jane Doe from your town is, you know, Sapphire Moonshadow. Yeah. Texas <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I started off this podcast using my regular name, Ashley, my mundane name, I guess you can say. So I actually have, um, it's interesting. There's different ways you can look at it. So Arlie spoke on her view of why she's usually using her craft name um, in this podcast. For myself, you know, when I started this podcast, it was started as an educational podcast about, you know, witchy topics. So while I do have a craft name, I don't necessarily like using it as much outside of circle. I mean, I, I absolutely do say it outside of circle, but I only really say it to my coven, my people, my friends who know, my coworkers who know that I'm involved in this. I, they don't even know I have a craft name. And if you're listening to this, haha, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't tell it to them. I'll only tell it to other fellow witches, um, given the context. So it's not a hard and fast rule. It's really dependent on what you do. You don't have to have a craft name. Um, some witches, though, are very, very, very adamant about never using their craft name outside of a drawn circle. Yes. Or even talking about some witchy topics outside of a circle. They'll, they'll have a public craft name, and then they'll have a craft name for in-circle. I mean, it's 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 all the power that you want to assign to it. And some people have craft names depending on where they're at at their training. So some people might start out with a craft name when they're you know, a solitary and then they join a training group or a coven and they have another name. And by the time they go through all the things, if they progress through all the things, they might have a completely different name. Or the other thing too with craft names, they don't have to be something crazy. You don't have to be, what was what was the fake name you just gave? Like It was actually my old name. Oh my God. Awesome. <laughs> fake name. Sorry. It, it was like when I was a wee little um, solitary, solitary eclectic Wiccan, um, my uh, craft name was Sapphire Moonshadow, y'all. Okay, well, you don't yeah. have to have a name like that. <laughs> you can have a plain-ass name like Bob. <laughs> like, if you have the craft name Bob. I mean, you're going to be a hell of a witch I with the craft name. <laughs> yeah, like, like honestly, like if you were, you were like, yeah, my craft name is Bob. Because at first you kind of want to laugh, and then you're like, oh, I don't really want to mess with them. <laughs> like, that, that's, you know, like, it's such a, a crazy like basic name and if somebody named bob is listening to this like my name's ashley it's pretty basic too so it's fine <laughs> um <laughs> it's a very 90s name um yeah it, it just it doesn't have to be you know luna blue of the stars like it could just be something basic it doesn't have to be crazy and you don't have to come with your craft name right away believe right. me it took a it's long a time for mine and even mine i was still kind of iffy with it and i have like another name in mind but that's a whole nother topic anyway we are very much over time is there any parting words that you guys would like to say hmm god no name said a lot uh, <laughs> yeah seek your truth yeah 
All right. Well, you heard it from them. One could say seek witchcraft. Oh, oh, oh my God. I can't believe she just said that, guys. With that, I am I am signing off forever. I'm going to head out. Ashley, out. All right. I'm going to head out. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you next time. And happy Halloween.